rising on an emerging generation of kings. Second Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 7. Chapter 4 from verse 7. Please give it to us in the message Bible for time's sake. Second Corinthians 4 and verse 7. If we can have it in the message Bible, it will help us. If you look at us, message Bible, do we have a message? Or we don't? If we don't, then uh, give us NKJV, then I'll read the message Bible later in the course of the... Let me take it from the NKJV for having a bit of trouble with that. Because that message, I wanted to see it. It's very important that your eyes, you know, watch what you want. Don't watch what you don't want. If you want to see it in your life, see it with your eyes. That's the mystery behind vision boards. Yeah, it's a divine technology that they ever try to hijack into soul realm. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. Okay, message Bible. Thank you very much. Alright, I want us to please follow. When we get to verse 16, we'll skip. After we get to verse 12, we'll skip. Go to verse 16. I want us to read that together. Is that okay? Alright, so look at this. If you only look at us, you might well miss the brightness. In other words, if you're looking at us as I did so, my physical frame, you're going to miss out on the divine deposits reposed in, in my spirit man. You will miss that. We carry this precious message around in what? In the unadorned, unattractive, seemingly weak, seemingly broken, seemingly tired, seemingly fatigued clay pots of our ordinary lives. He said that's to pre- prevent anyone from confusing God's incomparable power with us. Which means if you look on the outer, we don't look like what's coming out from the inside of us. Verse 8. Help us verse 8. As it is, there's not much of a chance at that. You know for yourselves that we are not too much to look at. If you look at us, sir, this one, what do you have? What can you do? Who can you become? Not too much in a physical frame. Uh, but we're not too much to look at. We've been surrounded and battered by troubles. Somebody shout the next line. I love the energy more from that side than this side. This side people look like it's the passion that you're thinking about. But it says we've been battered but what? We are not sure what to do. But guess what verse 9? We know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized. Nigeria. The change that changed it. And left many without change. In other words, leave that place with the change you promised. It's a spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. Come on, somebody express your gratitude. We've been thrown down, but we haven't broken. Verse 10. What they did to Jesus, they do to us. Trial and torture, mockery and murder. But what Jesus did amongst them, he does in us. What does he do? Hi, look at somebody and say, No shaking. Look at someone and say, I did. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. 
what you are not doing with that absence, that fire, that energy, that passion, that drive, that zeal. Is there anybody who's been battered recently? Is there anybody you checked your account and your account was <laughs> laughing at you? Is there anybody who went at the doctor's appointment and they said, well, the way things are going, you might never be able to drink sugar again or eat salt again or we have to change your diet for life. Is there anybody who has a father or a mother who's been on life support or you've been spending almost all your money on equipment and medication? Come on, somebody. Is there anybody who's like, where will I get admission? Where will I graduate? How will I fund my master's degree? How will I pay for my master's without becoming a mistress? Is there anybody who's been in that place where you've been stretched? You are not plaster seen, but you look like plaster on the scene. You've been stretched. Anybody who feels like clay that has been pushed and molded. Is there who am I really preaching to? If it's just one person who has the zeal and the drive to say, Pastor, it is you. Uh, it is me you're talking to this morning because I was up at night and up all weekend conceiving the word of God for somebody. And God had to tell somebody, this pressure will not break you. This pressure will not kill you. This pressure will not drown you. This pressure is going to lift you. Please, if your hands are not too weak, you can help me high five somebody until their palms blush and tell that person the pressure is working for you. See that? Somebody shout, I'm still living. I'm still alive. No transaction for a month, but I'm still alive. No copper training gig for a couple of months, but I'm still alive. No partner sponsored my EP, but I'm still alive. I released an EP. There were some EPs, enemies of progress, but guess what? I still have EP extraordinary power. I don't know who I'm speaking to. Oh yes, I released a single, but God is about to make me double. I am not broken by pressure. I am not cast down by pressure. Since pressure is only a part of my pathway, it's a part of my journey. It does not define the entirety of my existence. I am coming through on the other side glorious, wiser, stronger, empowered, equipped, charged up, encouraged, and I'm coming with a testimony. What the enemy meant for evil, my God has turned around. It may look dark, it may look bleak, it may look black, it may look blank, but I see the hand of God working through the cracks and the crevices of my life. It's bringing good out of evil. It's bringing light out of darkness. It's bringing strength out of weakness. It's bringing a harvest out of a broken soil. It's bringing encouragement out of discouragement. It's bringing speed out of slowness. It's bringing capacity out of crookedness. It's bringing joy out of the depression that the enemy has been trying to force on my soul. I shake myself. I shake the dust off myself. I move away from the dark side and I move into the purpose of God. I enter into the streams of joy. I enter into the streams of glory. I enter into the streams of God's power. It is my reality that I am the head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. I am an overcomer. Please help me encourage two or three brothers. Say, I know you're going through some pressure. Oh, God, pass them. Please be seated. No, it's her. Verse 11. Is somebody getting blessed already? Verse 11. Our lives are at constant risk for Jesus' sake. You know, how many of you know that if God left you to sort out your life, you know there is a way around this current pressure. For some of you, there is a man you can call. And one weekend, weekend will wipe away your debts. How many of you know that? But you know that you have passed that stage. That you have passed from death to life. Some of you knew that if it was five years ago, you knew the kind of transaction you could do. One signature. And you change the sign and your nature. You know how you can game the system. How you can navigate things. How you can pad up the budget for the procurements. Oh, can we talk now? Look at your neighbor say, I was not born born again. 
So I was not born well. They're not born me well before. So now they born me again. And well, well, well. <laughs> Shall be well with you. It is well with you. Look at verse verse 12 then. Verse 12 says, While we are going through the worst, you are getting in on the best. So God is the God who brings the best of you out of the worst of times. Please, if you would just quickly do a flashback to the critical moments in your life, you would discover that before you enter into a new level of growth or increase, harvest or consecration or visibility or productivity or popularity, before that thing happened, there were some months of pressure. You almost almost wanted to give up, wanted to quit, wanted to throw in the towel. You felt like you couldn't take it again. And guess what is true? The you that was feeling the pressure couldn't take it. But there was a you you were becoming through the pressure you couldn't take. Because the pressure was forcing you to become a bigger person. A stronger person. A more patient person. Because you remember, you told God, if you don't give me a husband by 27, I will give myself husbands. Okay, you're a girl. 30. God has not given you a husband. You have not given yourself a husband. And even though people are hopping around like rabbits, you refuse to be a girl in the Playboy Mansion. Look at your neighbor. Say, I'm not a victim of the rabbit habit. Say, I don't inhabit the placeholder rabbits, but I inhabit my natural habitat. That's God. In Him I live, in Him I move, in Him I have my being. From verse 16 to 18, 16 to 18, give us that. Wow, graphic representation of the text. <laughs> Let's read 16 to 18 together. Together, all right. So we are not giving up. Please read it with attitude. Some of you might want to stand up or walk behind or something. Says, so we are not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small pereros compared to the coming good times. Beloved celebration. Whenever I shout anything, shout small Peru, house rents, new job, second passports, jackpot cars, husband that has not come, baby that I'm waiting for, a new car that is not his car, a house that will not disgrace me, plans about the future, thousands of people in kings, nations waiting for the explosion of my ministry. Hold the lips of somebody to say small Pereira Nature. Somebody get one. Look at the seven people. Seven. Say small Pereira, small. Just a small Pereira. What's that thing keeping you awake? What's that thing making you nervous? What's that thing making you feel less of yourself? It's a small Finally, verse 18 before I let you sit and I teach you a little bit. If it's your first one, I promise you, I don't need to use you. Verse 18, let's go. Verse 18. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. 
but the things we can't see. Please be seated. If you're a Gen Z or millennial in today's Nigeria, I don't need to ask you if you feel the pressure. My dad went to be with the Lord last year, went to be with Jesus last year, and for three to five years before he passed, every now and again, maybe like once in four months or so, he would say this, I'll say in your brother now, I'll translate it, he would say, ah, umanfi of generation T, igbati wa, katokbari school, ishematiwa. Moto Matiwa, Ile Matiwa. What he used to say was, I really feel for the emerging generation, your generation, those coming behind you, because when we were in school, before we graduated, we had cars, we had jobs, we even had some staff quarters or some kind of accommodation. But I see you guys trying to do all of these things by yourself. Now, some of us by yourselves. Now, some of us were so used to the pressure, we don't know we're under pressure. Come on, somebody, right? You're so under the weight of the daily grind, you don't even know it's not no more. Your neck is as thick as the tower of Siloam. It is difficult for you to have a day where you sleep without inducement. You need some kind of comedy skit to relax. You don't know it's not no more. That in the beginning, just the cool breeze, but now the breeze that is slapping you is far from cool. Even with higher thermal cool, <laughs> there's higher heat. You don't even know the tension, the agitation. That if you've gone for a massage before, some of you are like, my what? I don't even have money, ma. Talk less of massage. Some of you need a massage because pain is hiding in different parts of your body. That's why the last time when you went home and you were walking sort of funny and your mom said, ah, says, her mom, you always complain about everything. But what's going on is she knows the child I give birth to doesn't work like this. We're like, that's the way I am. This is, well, if that's your generational style of walking, no problem. Look at your neighbor, see you're under some pressure that is not normal. You are your own local government. You have to plan everything. Even after plan everything, you still have to have plan B, plan C, plan D. Pressure. And it's all of us from the womb. They're already pressurizing. Sorry, but I'm physically pressing you. I've been a boy, I've been a girl. What's your answer? You reply, now boy, I've been a girl. Whilst you're in the womb, they're already pressing, pressing. Like, let me sleep, let me sleep. Who you look like your daddy or mom? All of that stuff. Pressure. You are trying with deep caution. So you look for a person. I don't qualify to be taken over every time. Let me take, uh, let me get on a bike or let me get on a, a bus. Then you got on the I want to change you. I want to change you. You got in the car and the moment you got in there, you're, I better pass my neighbor to your parents. That you just used to feel alive. To tingle your smell, your sense of smell, and feel alive. Everything was neutralized by the odoriferous impartation. The conductor's armpit. It's called an armpit. People could actually die in the pit. Could break seven six with a thick overgrowth. Soaked, so sweat soaked, stench filled. You have to deal with that every day. Say, ah, I have kata. Why would you have kata? Breathing in all that stuff every day. I love the smile on your face. It's like very nice, boy. Just release it. There's more to come. That's it. <laughs> Look at him. Say pressure. Some of you say, ah, it's even good for you. You are the only child, so no pressure on you because your sinners are asking for me. Pressure. Because you are the only child, so they have to monitor you. And place all the demands on you. So when it's time to pay the bill for Ashley B that your mom is attending. By the way, have you noticed how many weddings she attends? And how many clothes you have to buy? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not sure that's my mom, but I suspect yours. (laughs) 
pressure and it comes from different ways i gave a list i gave a list of 10 i can't teach it but i'll just run through the list of 10 if we have it on the screen we can put it on the screen if we don't we'll catch up later 10 places pressure can come from number one families number two friends number three your finances number four faith number five fame number six future number seven frustrations number eight foes number nine fantasies number ten forces of life now how many of you know that pressure is not all bad pressure can be good now when pressure is mismanaged it can become bad when pressure is mishandled when it's ignored for so long when you don't know the purpose of the pressure then it can become an enemy but when you have the divine inspiration or the spiritual maturity and the emotional capacity to harness pressure then it can become an ally it can become a partner it can become something that pushes you towards your destiny look at your neighbor say pressure is not all bad can I show you something that you've never been born without pressure? A certain level of pressure was required for you to come out. You were under pressure, your mom was under pressure, uh, the doctor was under pressure, the midwife was under pressure. Pressure was a component of your birth. Similarly, pressure is going to be a recurring feature in your life. So you cannot wish pressure away, you cannot pray pressure away, but you can pray and download divine ideas and intelligence with which to be able to harness the potential of pressure. So when I say pressure, is not always bad how many of you know that without pressure your heart cannot pump blood and if your heart does not pump blood there will be no circulatory system if there's no circulatory system your body will not be to carry will not be able to carry nourishment and nutrition all through different parts of your body are we here how many of you know that without pressure so these are the 10 sources of pressure how many of you know that without pressure that water will not flow because water needs to flow through a pressure that's why almost every time you want something to flow almost every time you want something to flow you're going to need pressure either naturally occurring pressure or induced pressure and so for some of us the reason there's increased pressure in our lives is because there is the need for induced pressure for what God has placed in us to flow the way he wants it to flow. How many of you have those nieces or cousins or nephews that they don't eat? They just don't eat. So they have to force them to eat. Have you seen that before? So they'll make the custard or the pap or the oats or something. They'll make it very, very slurry or like a slurry. And then they will sort of like force them. You must eat in the name of Jesus and in the name of me. Let me bore you, but don't be me to kill you. Pressure. So it's called force feeding. Sometimes God applies pressure on your life to force feed you. Let me explain what that means. How many of you notice that when you feel the pressure, all of a sudden you remember your devotion? Oh, can we talk right now? Can we talk right now? Is anybody reminding you on your midnight watch when it's three days to the deadline and all you're saying is armor, 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 times one million? That is God force feeding you because we're supposed to be feeding naturally whether you could feel pressure or not. In fact, according to God's equation, life is not supposed to put pressure on you, you are supposed to put pressure on life. You are supposed to be so loaded with divine energy that you are the one pumping virtue into life. In other words, the flow of God within you ought to be so strong, so fast and so fluid that things are coming out of you at an incredible rate that life has to respond to you. I prophesy over somebody by this time next week Sunday you will say three times I experienced this by God. I experienced the flow of grace in such a speedy dimension that the things that used to pressurize me they now bow before me. If that amen is coming from your heart don't be ashamed to make it louder. So why does God allow pressure? I'll give you a few reasons why God allows pressure. The devil tries to hijack pressure. So in other words, the devil can hijack pressure from any of those things to create a demonic atmosphere to oppress you. Your family can be on your case talking about when will you marry? You know, when will you marry? This year, next year, sometimes forever. 
Currently or never. But we used to sing forever. How are you married sometimes forever? This is the marriage supper of the Lamb. <laughs> right? So, so watch this now. So they're saying as humans, but how many of you know the devil can hijack that pressure? And build a stronghold of insufficiency, inadequacy, low, low self-esteem in your heart. Oh, come on now. It was just normal concern. That's why in communicating displeasure or feedback or correction, it must be laced with love. Love becomes the packaging that the enemy cannot crack. So that when you're delivering the feedback, it's been immunized with love. Are you here? This is the reason you can correct somebody out of anger and you make them worse than the mistake they made. Because it was your anger that was the paramount thing. Therefore, the demon spirit that functions in an angry atmosphere hijacked that thing. Hijacked that thing because there was no love quotient or support or injection or insulation that carried the essence of the wisdom you were trying to display or share. So the enemy likes to hijack pressure. But this is the deal. The devil wants to use pressure, watch this, to sift you. God wants to use pressure to lift you. Jesus said to Simon, 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 the enemy has sought you to sift you as wheat. What does it mean to sift? To dismember, to break apart, to deconstruct, to mess you up in Nigerian language. He said, but I have prayed for you that your feet will not fail. And when you are converted, in other words, Peter, you go feel him. You will feel some pressure. But when you are converted. So check that out. God's idea of pressure is not just for you to survive it. God's idea of pressure is to use pressure to make you into another form. So Jesus was saying to Peter, I'm not just praying for you. I, I didn't pray for you not to feel the pressure. I didn't pray for you just to survive the pressure. If you just survive, survive pressure as a child of God, that's a waste of pressure. You're not supposed to survive pressure. You're supposed to become better. Every season of pressure in your life must produce something. If it's not material, it's character. Are we here? You must learn something from every loss in your life. Every loss. Heartbreak. They served you breakfast. Learn how to cook better. <laughs> Do you hear that? Every, some of you, the reason you've not learned is they serve you breakfast. Ah, they serve you breakfast. They mix the second course, third course, fourth course of breakfast. Of course. Because you didn't learn. So number one, God, the devil wants to use pressure to what? Sift you, but God's purpose is to use pressure to number two. The devil wants to use pressure to break you, he wants to break your rhythm, break your flow, break your confidence, break your devotion, break your discipline, break your routine. Have you noticed when you're under pressure, even some of your routines are challenged? I've noticed personally that many times when I travel, whether it's on vacation or ministry or all of that, all of a sudden my prayer routine looks like I don't even know what I'm doing. So it's not just pressure, it's also what you do to manage pressure that can affect your routine. So the enemy wants to break you, but God wants to make you. There was the prodigal son who said, give me my portion of inheritance, that which falls to me. And then all of a sudden, uh, he takes the portion of inheritance and goes into a far away country. And the word says that he spent everything he had on riotous living. And it began, when it began to get hungry, he decided to join himself to one of the citizens of the land. And then he got a job as a pig farmer or a pig keeper or pig, uh, what do you call those people? What do you call the people that take care of, of children? Minder, a pig minder, like a child minder. And he was desirous to eat of the food of the pigs. Now, if you know Jews, they don't even associate with pigs, let alone craving their food. But pressure. Now, when he goes back, he says, I'll now say to my father, make me, make me one of your hired servants. When he went to the farmer initially, he said, give me. But when he understood that pressure can cause you to lose what you were given. But pressure can destroy what you were made. He said, I'll go back and say, make me. 
The reason some of us are pressure has not done its full work is that you think the result of the pressure is a bigger car or a bigger house or a second passport or a final husband. That's it, you have two husbands. No, right? But the result of some pressure is not what you get, it's who you become. The reward for some pressure is a more patient you, a more loving you, a gen- gentle you, a more prayerful you, a more sacrificial. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor say, you might not like this one, but God loves it for you. He wants to make you. He wants to make you. When he said to the disciples, he didn't say, I will give you fishers of men. He says, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. The great commission is not going to all the world and give you bread and fish. He said, go into all the world and make disciples of every creature. He said to Jeremiah, I will make you a threshing in- instrument. Isaiah, a threshing instrument. New and having sharp teeth. Somebody shall make me Lord, make me Lord. How many of you know what you're making, Eba? Who makes Eba here? You know Eba, EBA? You're making Eba. As you're making it, do you feel the pressure? Is the water under pressure or not? It's boiling. The particles are being distorted. They're leaving their comfort zone. They're vibrating the high level of frequency. Am I speaking too fast? Are you following? All right. Look at Says your neighbor. Says your neighbor. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm getting it. The water is under pressure. How do I know the water is under pressure? Because after a while it starts making sounds. It starts making noise. And then guess what? It bubbles the lip over. For some of you, God is about to put so much pressure on you that the needs and the limitations over your life will have no choice but to break down. The things that are keeping you enclosed and confined, that are keeping you down, harassed, embarrassed, oppressed, uh, broken, shattered, the hand of God is about to blow them away. Something in your spirit is about to bubble forth and you are about to break the limits. Somebody shout, the limits are off now. Then you put the gari inside the water. What else do you do? You take the turning spoon or ladle and you begin to, what do you do? Stare, turn and what? There's a word in pressure. You press it. You press it. You are using the pressure of your hand, the pressure of the ladle, the pressure. You are putting it within a confined something. What makes the pressure more intense is the limitation you feel when you're in it. But the power of the process is within the purpose of the limitation. That means if the Eba has no limits, nobody will ever eat from it because it will spill all over. If you are too available, you will not be available for those you are called to be available to. What causes I feel I can say this really ministry to you. What causes is the constraint. So every pressure in your life, either there's money constraint, time constraint, people constraint, mind constraint. The constraint is what heightens the pressure. But the purpose of the pressure requires the constraint for it to be fulfilled. Breathe on that one. That's that's heavy stuff, but that's good stuff. The enemy number three, he wants to hold you down with pressure, but God wants to mold you. What the devil wants to do is that he wants to grip you, he wants to hold you, but God doesn't just want to hold you, God wants to mold you. So come daddy, come American Superstar. If we did not heal our American superstar. Is this pressure? Can you, can you feel the pressure? Can you feel the pressure? You can feel it. Now try to move. I think you're physically stronger than me though, but try to move. If you like, drag your pastor. <laughs> Together. If you like, drag your pastor. <laughs> now. This okay. Well, you be you be the devil. Sorry, not you be the devil. Just for the purpose of illustration, I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move in a different direction. I can feel the pressure now. He's holding me. What he's doing is that he's holding me. That's what he's doing. He's holding me down. He's holding me back. He's holding me in pain. I'm in pain. Emotionally <laughs> 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 
I can feel the pain, the strain. He's holding me. The enemy wants you to live your life in the tension of pressure. He wants to hold your heart in the pressure of a relationship that is not working. So you complain, but you're still inside. Used, but still inside. You don't chop one or two slap, but it's in that love, no love, love. You entered into the relationship with a sonorous voice, nice. But no, you sound like a man. Your agenda has been affected by his agenda. May the Lord deliver anyone who's in a holding pattern right now. Whether it's a relationship or a relationship with a job or a part of the city. And like I was born here, I am raised here, I will die here. I don't want to mention places. Born in Surulira and die in Surulira. May the Lord relocate you from every unhealthy attachment to cities, to streets, to environments, to even to nations. For those of you who need to leave Nigeria, may the Lord create in you a hunger to find purpose in the place he's sending you to. And for those who are having lustful desires about places where God has not sent them, may the Lord divorce your soul. Are we here? But what does God do, Danny? This is what God does. When God is holding, he doesn't just hold. That's the, you are God now. He doesn't just hold. He molds. So talk, hold me. Mold me. <laughs> just, just like. He molds. He's shaping. There's only one side you're molding. He's shaping. You will notice something about God. Whatever it looks like, there's delay on your life. There's an adjustment he wants to make in your life. He wants to make an adjustment in your life. And that adjustment is a requirement for your destiny. See, there are some of your character components that are elective causes. So it can be rude for some of you. Some. You can be rude and you fulfill part of your destiny. It's just that when you fulfill it, you will break it with your rudeness. The people that God sent to you and you gathered with your anointing and grace, you will rudely send them away after five to seven years. Look at your neighbor and say, don't you change anything, fix it now. But there are some of you, God will not even allow you harbor a thought without you repenting before him. And for some of you, the Holy Spirit said, go and apologize. Go and apologize. I say, God, it's not that deep. Are you getting that? This is where the personal experience of the Holy Ghost comes. Some of you, you can kill somebody, but you have Viola Davis. I know how to get away with murder. Some of you, you just look like this. Your conscience is already like, hey. That was a pride look, and the Lord hates the pride. You see that now. So the Lord sometimes is taking his time with you. Not like God, he never do. He said, do you know what I want to use you for? What I want to use you for cannot afford this kind of blemish. It cannot afford this kind of snarl, this kind of facial deconstruction when somebody's giving you feedback. You're already getting tense and nervous. Straighten your face, my friend. Are you hearing that? Some of you is laziness. You want, you know, Google said something earlier and I, I, whisper, I whispered to Daring. See, the more gifted you are, the more disciplined you have to be. Because you're going to be living in cycles of deception. This is the deception of the gifted. Because my gift can deliver, I don't want to harness my discipline to deliver greater than my gift can deliver. Because the delivery of my gift can automatically make up for the shortfall of my lack of discipline. So I learned to rely on my gift without going through the routines required to consolidate my disciplines. So I do something on the fly. People go like you're so fly. Not knowing I'm just a housefly. I'm supposed to be beat like an eagle. If I put three months doing certain disciplines, three to five days for three months, and I put it behind that gift, boom. If it's yours, <sighs> and you know, a very a house of very gifted people. Everywhere gifts. This one can sing, can write, can play, can do whatever, cook, and some can do many. You can able. 
so God molds us with pressure he molds us he doesn't just hold us when it's molding he's shaping us and you know God's shaping us his hand is upon us he's pressing he's twisting he's pinching I've used the potter make the clay before he needs the clay it's like a bafeshelu you know what they call feshelu that's feshelu that's where you use a shetelu it's you press it, you knead it, you mold it, you slap it. Have you seen the, the clay before? Something like this, slap it on the floor, to put it on the spinning wheel. So it looks like some of you, you're on, you're on the pottery wheel of God. That's why you feel like you're in cycles. And you're feeling dizzy because when you're in cycles for a long time, you don't even know where exactly you are. You feel like you're losing orientation. No, you are getting God's orientation. It's amazing how all of us pray for new levels, but we've forgotten that even NYSC there's orientation camp. So when you pray for God's new level, the first level is not. How many of you enjoyed our orientation camp? You wanted to stay there, die there. Maybe only people were battling the durons in my markets, engaging people with mummy water in my markets. <laughs> this is the last for me. And the lack thereof. Anywhere you are, I suspect you right now. <laughs> are you seeing? So the first stage of that promise is not going to be as smooth as you described on paper. I've taught you guys before. When you plan your property on paper, nobody ever draws omonile wala inside. You do real estate big, right? You do when you're when you're planning. Say ah three or one will come up. You don't put it in. Like all the lines. Have you noticed that every line on the drawing is straight? It's perfect. Until you get put that brick layer that should actually be laid off by the bricks. So we're building the linen tower of Pisa. What's wrong with it? Like, 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 what are you building? <laughs> Thank you, Dems. So see that number four, the enemy wants to use the pressure to erase you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to erase you. He wants to wipe you out. He wants to exhaust you. See, because the enemy knows that he cannot change what God has said. God is a God of His word. He said, "I've exalted my word above your name." But here's the deal: How about if I can wear you out? If I can thin you out? If I can exhaust your capacity, your emotional capacity, your resilience? What if I can just make you feel like God is good, but maybe He doesn't have my time this time? Let's erase. Let's wipe them out. But God wants to use pressure to raise you. The enemy wants you to erase you. God wants to use pressure to raise you. The devil wants to use pressure to shape, shame you. God wants to use pressure to shape you. To shape you. To mold you. To increase your capacity. But here's the deal. Oh, Peter, I'm going for pressure. You know, because of pressure, my blood can flow. Because of pressure, my water can flow. Because of pressure, my food can get done. Right? But sometimes God will allow the pressure to get worse. Because for many of us, we need more pressure to process what is going on the inside of us. How many of us know that you don't need the same level of pressure for indomie noodles as you need for beans? And I gave an instance in the first service. I said, see, you know this. If you want to set up this place, set up this place like the screen. How many of you know that this screen was here last week? The screen was here last week, right? Come on, talk to me. The guitars. All of a sudden, I know they do. Ah, not only one place. I know they do. Do screens get tired? This keyboard was here. Did it move? The speakers, did they move? This stage did it, did it move so things are easier to prepare than people because if you are getting things ready things don't exercise their choices and their rebellion but when you're getting people ready if i tell any of you to stand here till next week i'll discover <laughs> now you don't respect me that much <laughs> To stand here till now. Why? You have a will. So, what God has prepared for you is easier than it is for Him to pre prepare you for what He has prepared. Yes, 
Why? The things he has prepared, they don't have a wheel. Oh. Who has a wheel? You. When God says pray, you will not pray. When God says give, you'll be like next week. What are you exercising? Your will. So sometimes God applies pressure to conform your will to his will. Because you are not like Indomie noodles. Many of us are like human beings. Ewa. B-E-A-N-S. Human beings. And how many of you know that when you are cooking beans, you must be patient? You never do. Human beings, you'll be smelling the beans. Like you're smelling potential in this person. You can smell it. But you go and, how many of you go and taste the water has dried? The beans are still looking like Olumorok. You try to eat the beans. It cracks part of your heart. Your newly made tooth from the dentist. Look at him and say, human being. Ewa. And for some of you, God wants to cook you into Ewa going. So the pressure of the beans, you know, you have to be soft, pete pete. All that one, I'm hard. I'm hard girl, hard girl, hard girl, hard girl. You will cry. So I'm not, I'm not boiling. Go put water. So when you go through the water, it shall not overflow you. When it goes through the fire, it will not destroy you. Some of you are like human beings. Ewa James That's Ewa that does not have anointing. Tolata does not have sauce. Some of you, God wants to make you moi moi. So the boiling is just the beginning. Or the parboiling. It's going to peel your skin. Not physical skin, obviously. Peel part of your skin. Then it's going to put you in. Then it's going to blend you. Now, let me tell you what. If you're on a grind, and you know that you're on a grind, that's your grind, not God's grind. Because that grind you are in, that's your plan. God wants to grind you. I can, ima- I can imagine somebody cutting just his clippers and say, this pastor is savage. <laughs> but this is what I mean. You are not useful for his purpose in this form. That's why the word transformation. What people need is transformation, not transgender operation. What they need that feeling in your body that I feel like a different person is true. God has a different person for you, but it does not mean remove your scrotum. You understand? There's a craving in you for another person, and maybe your body might be misunderstanding information because of the distortion of the hijack of the devil trying to capitalize on a good desire. You understand that. It's a misappropriation of desire. So God has to deal with it. That David, Trey, you are you are star boy. You'll be singing, playing on the harp. All the children, blah, David, ha ha ha, blah, I get the right song, class, blah. All the sheep, go send you into the office of a maniac. Some of you are like, I'm under pressure, I'm under pressure, I'm under pressure. My, my boss is wicked. As your boss tried to kill you, David's boss wanted to kill him. With javelin, not in the spirit, physical. Now, as you are at board meeting, your your boss brings out a rifle. <laughs> Come and see it with me. Now, Joe, I do find no dead. See that pressure? As as your boss tried to kill you, so my boss try David. Joseph, hey, star boy, star. That's how Joseph used to walk around the house that year. <laughs> see that? But see, it's brothers, brother. Should be your own. They just create another WhatsApp group to discuss you. <laughs> like it's not fair, it's not fair. I'm not a real member of this family. So you didn't know before. <laughs> 
your brother. You say, brother, aren't you there? Brother, aren't you there? Mark mommy. Stupid boy. Go and dream in the dirt. Look at him. Say prayer. Say prayer. So we have that. God wants to mold us. I have a long list of course I can't exhaust it but please let me invite you to our midweek service on Wednesday 7pm 7pm Wednesday don't miss it whatever I don't finish here will continue and it's going to be practical I will go in deep and give some scriptures and all of that we're following that so a number of reasons why the pressure may be getting worse maybe the pressure is getting worse watch this maybe the pressure is getting worse because you don't know why the pressure is getting worse if you ever had a friend a flatmate somebody close in the hospital and they told you what the issue was no matter how grave it was if they knew what the issue was you had a certain sense of direction let's pray like this let's try this hospital let me check google but if they did many tests and you don't know what's wrong how many of you know that's a worst of scenario and increases the pressure because you're never sure what to pray so you start praying in tongues or sometimes you'll be like i wish i had some insight so the couple of people i pray for a couple of people i pray for and are able to for some people immediately know what the issue is and i address the boom and the change happens for some other people i'm like what's going on because this thing is lasting much longer i'm praying by the spirit of god that the root of your pressure will be exposed so for some of you like ah portions portions i've changed my job money is coming you got more money but you had less savings you say okay let me do prophets often let me honor my prophets you say honoring your prophet and then all of a sudden someone in your family still got sick come on somebody or for some of you are like ah i-e-l-t-s is the secret you wrote i-e-l-t-s you failed second time you failed more the third time you were minus the screen said how dare you try this again don't know why the pressure is getting worse and so when we don't know what we don't know we don't know what to do about what we don't know isn't that so number two maybe the pressure is getting worse because you are using vanity metrics to gauge your progress in life what are vanity metrics vanity metrics are indices that are not that important in the grand scheme of things so for some of us we feel highly pressurized why do we feel highly pressurized because you look at your instagram phone and say eh so after all this years only 976 people count me worthy of being followed look at your neighbor say it's not that deep look at your neighbor say instagram did not exist 13 years ago was it 2008 check it though let's confirm or 2010 what's the point i'm trying to make is a vanity metric now some of you go like oh i want to be an influencer i want to be an influencer i need to have 10,000 people but how many of you know there are actually nano niches now and micro niches and nano influencers that there are people who have just 2,000 followers but brands are paying them to influence those 2,000 people why because the 2,000 people are people that love a certain kind of african dreads so it's a targeted niche are you following this and so that niche is more powerful than somebody who has 20,000 followers where he bought 10,000 of them I'm not saying everybody will be accountable to like my account very organic and thank you to everybody who's tried to help me rebuild the new page and all of that you know, nobody said that. well you're welcome that was a help now we're building PLT's page so let's let's build that why is that important we need big drivers to be able to expand our coverage but i'm talking more from a personal or a strategy point that it's not the numbers of people we saw that in gideon gideon have 300 men those 300 men in the agenda of god were more important than the over 3,000 people we started with are you here so for some of us the pressure look at neighbor say the pressure may be getting worse even though your name is not Mensah 
because you're using vanity metrics. What are vanity metrics? So maybe you're in the music space and then somebody says, ah, one million people stream my song on Spotify. We don't know how many of them were bots. Bots. B-O-T-S. Yes. We don't know how many were bots. Are you getting that? That's a vantiment. What you want to ask is, what is the purpose? What is my mission? It is the mission that will determine the kind of revision. Not every kind of assignment is weighed in Naira and Kobo. The success of every, every mission cannot be reduced to currency or numerical traction. Oh, talk to me, y'all. But this generation, there's a lot of vanity. A lot. Oh, I've had 255 two stars in the last two hours. Well, that's because you have 200 accounts on Tinder. Do you see? Because people can throw figures in front and not show you what's going on behind. Oh, what? what has the energy dropped? I'm about to finish. Oh, give me encouragement to finish. Yes, starts with that. Make it better from the heart. Thank you. So many of us, the issue is we're doing vanity metrics. And the pressure is on you because you're thinking, ah, look at Mokwe Lola and me, Mokwe Lola. My brother got into school before me, wrote jam before me. This one, do you also want your brother to die before you? Say, I want, I want to do things before them. Do you want to die before them? No, come on. Since we're competing now, do you want to get in an accident before them? Are you getting my point? So when you weigh your life, don't wait on vanity metrics. Let's say it together. Say, don't wait on vanity metrics. Say it louder. Say, don't wait, don't wait, don't wait on vanity metrics. Now, let me just show you a couple of things. You see somebody's, maybe you're holding somebody's phone and I see notification, boom, 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 two million naira. Be like, ah, this guy has money. You will know the story. The story is that this guy is busy. He needs to pay back 20 million in a month. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just giving you context. He needs to pay back million, um, 20 million in seven days. That 2 million is the first respondent to the 10 people he has approached. So are you kidding that? Or you see somebody, maybe somebody who's a billionaire and be like, this guy has money. No, he has capital, but not all the capital is cash. So he has capital in land or property or gold or paintings, right? Artifacts. Are you getting that? With this generation, see, let me tell you something. Let me just tell you this. Anybody you see that on social media or a music video throwing money in there, that person is a poor person. I'm telling you. Either the money is borrowed. You think all the music videos you see that there's pre money. Either, well, not all of them are poor, but most of them are. The people that are not poor are either like the A-list artists or the record label people, those upcoming people. Now, like this Asik guy, the Asik guy. You're not sick. <laughs> Asik. <laughs> he has the Mr. Money thing is a prophecy. He has a gift that is has gone global and I believe he has the ability to sustain it. I believe so. But all the money they are spending now is from the label. From the person who has built a career for over 13 or 14 years. And he's released about 12 albums. I was checking his discography. He has over 100 songs. Each album has between 10 and like 20. 10 and 18 tracks. That's the mentor of Asik. <laughs> so he's riding on the capital of somebody who has handled the pressure for him that's part of, part of what I was teaching you last week about compound interest are you getting it some of you you don't have anybody's compound interest to ride on 
So God is compounding the pressure on you. So that like a fixed mentor, in one year, you can have a boy on fire and a boy who's a fake. And the two of them have the biggest sounds. Now, there are mentors who started out 15 years ago when he was doing a... Everybody thought he was a clown. I want to prophesy over somebody right now. People may not get what you're doing because he does not even look like he's catching on, does not look like there's traction behind him. It looks like there is sub traction. In other words, they are subbing your traction. But I proclaim by the hand of God as you begin to wind to a close, you are coming into a place of explosive increase. You are coming into a place of peace. You are coming into a place of joy. You are coming into a place of glory. You are coming into a place of power. You are coming into a place of progress somebody shout hallelujah i'll continue on wednesday but let me close with a with the text we read earlier from the place where it says small potatoes look at your neighbor say the pressure is getting worse but i'm getting better i'm getting wiser i'm getting stronger i'm getting more anointed i'm getting more intelligent i'm knowing what works and what does not work i'm knowing who to talk to and how to talk to them i'm knowing when to wake up i'm knowing when to give when to yield when to save please give us our text media i'm about to close when the pressure is getting worse what do you do you have to go back to the word the word is the manual for your life it is the description of your victory it is the presentation of your possibilities it is the picture of your prophecy he said that all those things that are happening to us they are small potatoes it might be hot but it's still a perero somebody say perero give it to us in the msg version message he says all those things they are small perreros look at your neighbor say perero this is so we're not giving up give me the small put it where's that verse about the small put it i think it's verse verse one seven verse seven begadosh 17 17 okay that's later 17 are you sure all right so somebody say we're not giving up let's preach together as we close say we're not giving up say we're owing some money but we're not giving up well kings is not owing some money but i know some people in kings are owing money say we're not giving up say some chores may seem a fear but we're not giving up say my mommy can be funny sometimes we're not giving up say your boyfriend may be acting funny uh, maybe you haven't but maybe it hasn't come but say we're not giving up say there are souls to win but we're not giving up uh, yeah, 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 yeah. we're not giving up go to verse 16 we'll come to 17 he says we are not giving up how could we after all that God has done after all that we have seen after all the miracles we experienced after the inner witness of the ingrown power of the Holy Ghost how can we give up when we need the days of 10,000 are being a miracle when we need the days of 100,000 are looking like an impossibility when we need this of a million or 10 million now that when we need about a hundred million how can we give up different money same God different time same God different president same God different season same God different scenarios the same God how could we give up even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart even though we're not Chino Achebe it looks like things are falling apart well in our case the center can hold because Jesus is at the center of it all and my name may not be Okonkwo but I'm going to conquer uh, that's the cardinal character in things fall apart I'm going to overcome I'm not going to be broken or battered he said on the inside where God is what where God is I told you the devil wants to break you but God wants to somebody shall make me God say God make me so what's on the outside people are saying what's going on now how far this thing is taking time please yes come and surround me surround me surround me let's have like five people surround me and just hold your hands hold your hands hold your hands surround me surround me people cannot see what's going on come a little closer they can't see what's going on it looks like nothing is happening but God is making something on the inside God is arranging God is fixing God is using the circumstances
is making new life. God is making new life. God is making new life. God is making new life on the inside. He's making new life deep within my soul. He's making new life on the inside of me. He's making new life. People are asking what's going on now. How far now? God, what's in there now? But God is using my circumstances to resource my destiny, to resource my future. I want it without the glasses, but I got it without glasses. I want it without a plea, but I got a chain on my neck. I want it with no fold, but I can make a call to anybody. God will use my pressure to pick me up. Not like a crusher pimp, but to upgrade, to augment, to increase, to improve, to beautify me. Look at your neighbor, say the pressure is working for you. Stretch your neighbor. Say neighbor. Say neighbor. The pressure is working for you. You are coming out with variety. You are coming out with an iPhone. Metaphorically and for some people literally. You are coming out with a Samsung. Because oh you are not Sam. Sam. You are coming out with a new song. You are coming out with an Oppo. You will conquer opposition and Omapo. You are coming out with techno. Because it's a divine technology. That is about to make things fast in your life. Somebody shout is working. Is working. Is working. Is working on my character is working on my capacity is working on my intelligence is working on my breakthrough it is give God praise in the house give God praise Pastor Bling give God praise give God praise what happened to the prodigal son the enemy thought he had finished him you know somebody In Jesus' name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.